Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, many of you may think, quite legitimately, why does this Prince Harry stuff matter? There was an epic cost of living crisis. There is a wave of strikes taking place. There was a collapsing national health service. There's a pretty vicious war going on in Europe and other wars across the world for that matter. There's a climate emergency threatening the very future existence of human civilization. In the grand scheme of things, does a psychodrama involving some very, very rich people who for some arbitrary reasons are installed as the figureheads of the nation, does that really matter? Well, I think it does. And I think it underlines just how perverse the whole system of monarchy is. That's what we got, unelected people, selected at birth as the symbols of our nation. I think it shows how perverse the whole system is. I think it shows why we need to be finally rid of it and become a proper, genuine, functioning democracy. That's what I want to talk about. Because just one reason alone, we spend a hundred times a year more than the Irish pay for their elected presidency. So our unelected monarchy is 100 times or so more expensive than the Irish presidency. The Irish president, incidentally, has an approval rating upwards of 70%, more than 30 points higher than a parliamentary politi- any parliamentary politician in the Republic. I think it's worth interrogating just if we're spending that amount of money on something. Now, before I go into what Prince Harry says and why it matters, we often hear this argument that the cost of monarchy and the drama of monarchy is all well worthwhile because the monarchy pays for itself because people flock to the united kingdom as a consequence how to say what a lack of faith in your own country to think the only reason people come here is because we don't have an elected head of state last time i checked people still go to france just saying um i mean it's a lack of patriotism you think your country's so rubbish that you need a monarchy anyway In the top 100 tourism destinations in the country, there are only three royal properties that make it. 76, Kensington Palace, 67, Buckingham Palace, and 22, Windsor Castle. That's actually beaten by Windsor Legoland, which comes in at number 11. Uh, Somerset House, Chester Zoo, St Paul's Cathedral, the National Portrait Gallery, Stonehenge, they all be the royal properties. And do people really think people won't visit those properties if the monarchy isn't there? Like, as if Windsor Castle would suddenly go, whoosh, vanish. Anyway, ludicrous. Now, Prince Harry's revelation should disturb us about why the monarchy is the symbol of the nation. I mean, we could just talk about this fight. It seems a bit trivial, but I think it's kind of the point. This fight between William and Harry, where William, Prince William, the heir <laughs> to the throne, so he'll be King William at some point, um, where he physically attacked, allegedly his younger brother, the spare. Um, Now, I I saw some responses to this going, well, brothers will fight in their 30s. Are you you kidding me? I've got two elder brothers. We did, uh, you know, well, I mean, they they threw their weight around, as brothers can do. When I was a child, 
Grown men in their 30s who are brothers do not normally fight. That's not a normal thing to happen. If that is happening in your family, there is something, I would say, unfortunate going on. I don't think we should minimise physical assault as well between adult men. You know, this was happening, and I keep returning to this theme, on a council estate. Brothers in their 30s brawling to the point of physical injury. Uh, There'd be all this classy stuff about broken Britain. This is what people are like. Um, But this is the heir to the throne attacking the spare. And the reason I say, you know, you might think, oh, this is a bit of a trivial thing to be going on in terms of the institution of monarchy. You see, it isn't, though, because the whole point, the illusion of monarchy, is that these are special people, that they are better than us, that they are endowed with unique qualities that separate us from them. And yet the heir to the throne is so quick-tempered that he allegedly physically attacked his own younger brother as a very, very much grown man. Now, this is just indicative of the lie, the the lie that underlines, underpins monarchy, which, as I've said, is they are unique and they are special. Given this is about their personal attributes, about the pretense they're special people who are somehow above us, is that not relevant? Well, actually, it is. Now, I'll continue to develop this theme. I mean, let's talk about Meghan Markle. And the allegations Prince Harry has placed against the institution of monarchy, it's very important he talks about institutional problems, that she was treated badly, essentially, or wasn't protected because she was an American divorced biracial woman. Now, the talk of Prince Harry is that there's an unconscious bias. He tries to separate this from racism. He says unconscious bias can lead to racism. Now, that's wrong. And people of colour have spoken out very eloquently about why that is wrong. Unconscious bias is still racism. It's, I mean, I, I think there's this failure to understand racism, which is, it. it's just, it has to be avert or nothing. But unconscious bias, where you treat people differently because of their race, unconsciously, is still racism, clearly. Now, this is a increasingly diverse nation. And if you're having an institution which is supposed to be emblematic of the nation, if it's incapable of reflecting that diversity, which gets stronger and stronger the younger the generation, then that is a massive, massive problem. But now I'm going to keep going to develop that theme of the monarchy being special, unique. That's the legitimacy. That's the underpinning legitimacy of monarchy. And the central argument that Prince Harry keeps going back to is a sordid alliance between the institution of monarchy and the British media, particularly the written press, but not exclusively the written press. Now, the written press in this country is particularly toxic compared to other countries. It's toxic in its own right, and it's toxic compared to most other Western nations, which do not have such an aggressive, vicious, nasty, unpleasant gutter written press as us whether it is going after minorities vulnerable minorities muslims migrants refugees benefit claimants trans people historically gay people how it monsters anyone or anything threatened that is deemed to be a threat to the status quo how it has a record of deceit and truth twisting how britain unsurprisingly consistently has come bottom of the league for trust and the written media the written press in europe how a tiny group of rich moguls use control, their monopoly, of the written press for political influence. This is a toxic industry. 
Now, the monarchy has to ally itself to this toxic industry, and that includes planting, allegedly, toxic stories about Harry and Meghan. Why do this? Because the, re the legitimacy, the very legitimacy of monarchy, depends on them laundering their reputations. It depends on them spinning the illusion that they are different, unique, special, above us, different from us, in very particular and special ways, that the plebs may be afflicted with the, all the conditions of ordinary people, like, I don't know, easily losing our tempers and physically assaulting our brothers as adults, but the monarchy are different. They are a special class of human beings. That means we should show deference towards them, which is, of course, what underpins the institution of monarchy. But, of course, it's all a lie. It's all an illusion. The monarchy are humans, very clearly, very, very clearly profoundly flawed human beings. Now, we talk about the king, who has a massively chaotic, historically private life. Uh, his, obviously, private life was a total mess. I'm not having to go particularly over that. Lots of people have complicated lives. But I go back to this point about how special the monarchy is. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. He did treat his first wife the late Princess Diana, awfully, if we're going to be completely honest about it. The Queen Consort, also, historically, a massively chaotic private life. And obviously, <laughs> the chaotic private lives of King uh, Charles and uh, the Queen Consort, Camilla Parker Bowles, are intertwined. Now, again, I mean, when I say, well, private lives be private lives, I mean, if someone grew up on a council estate with the sorts of private lives these people have... Again, you'd have all sorts of classist commentary about broken Britain. Ooh, look at this, feral underclass and all the rest of it. Doesn't apply to, again, the monarchy, who was supposed to be special and unique. Prince Harry himself talks about his uh, history of taking drugs. There is nothing wrong with the fact he's taking drugs. Millions of people have taken drugs. I've taken drugs. I might as well just put that on the record. Um, that is the experience that millions of people have. M much of the British government have taken drugs. Much of the shadow cabinet have taken drugs. Uh, police officers have taken drugs. Dr judges have taken drugs. Uh, we can go through a whole list of industries or sectors. Teachers have. Doctors have. I know several doctors who've taken drugs recreationally. Um, the issue is that the war on drugs is based on a hypocrisy and racism. Because the war on drugs, which was launched over half a century ago, 
and what we've seen ever since is an explosion in violence, far more people taking drugs, far more people dying of drugs, is a criminal industry has been handed a monopoly over drug taking. And that enables them to expand their criminal uh, criminal empire. It's destabilised entire countries. It means people who need help don't get it because people there are people who have a problematic relationship with all drugs, alcohol being one of them. They don't get the help they need with particular types of drugs because they're criminalised. They're treated as criminals rather than people with health problems. I could go on. The issue is, again, we have members of the royal family taking drugs. I mean, Prince Harry's clearly not the only one who's taking drugs. Um... Princess Margaret, the Queen's late sister, there were allegations of drug use involving her. We can't be sure about them, of course. Allegations being allegations. But I really don't think Prince Harry's the only member of the royal family who's taking drugs. The issue is you have white royals who take drugs, and yet you have disproportionately black men, young black men, young working-class black men, who are criminalised for the same thing. And again, this just comes back to monarchy, different, deference, worship, special, unique, and yet they do things which include breaking the law. And yet, for the same supposed crimes, disproportionately black men are criminalised and often have their lives ruined as a consequence. Now, in terms of the rest of the royal family, this hounding of Prince Harry and particularly Meghan, when the king's brother, Prince Andrew, where do you begin? A, long, a, a, a close companion of one of the most notorious paedophiles on the face of the earth, and someone who had to pay out millions of pounds to someone who alleged sexual assault against uh, Prince Andrew. Um, now, again, this family is, just to be honest, is a mess. They're a mess. They're a total mess. Lots of families are messes, though. I mean, other than Prince Andrew, <laughs> that is our business, um, especially given, actually, the millions of pounds he shelled out, partly public money. Um... But the rest, you could go, well, they're messy. Fine, lots of people are messy. Yeah, but other families aren't arbitrarily held up as special and unique and therefore deserving of being emblems of the nation. The monarchy's based on a lie, a massive lie, and they have to cover up that lie by allying with a tawdry and, frankly, morally disgraceful written press. The point is, to deceive us, the general public, about who they really are, they are in cahoots with a pack of often, frankly, people who behave like thugs to shore up their legitimacy, up to and including throwing the son of the king and his wife under a bus. This soap opera's got her end, guys. It's ludicrous. There's nothing special about these people. They're just some very rich people who are selected by birth to be symbols of our nation. No other reason. It's just a reality TV show. A pretty tawdry soap opera, and it never ends. We should live in a democracy. People go, oh, well, if we elect our head of state, we'll end up with President Blair or Johnson. No, we won't, because over 50% of the population would have to vote for a president, so they'd have to be a relatively consensual figure. And if over 50% of the population vote for someone, then they've won fair and square because there's so much support and enthusiasm for the country. Anyone who would oppose their election, I'm afraid, would just be, well, I don't know, pissing into the wind because that's democracy. You lose in a democracy, unfortunately. It wouldn't be perfect. Nothing ever is. But having an honorary elected president who's just a symbol of a nation, who doesn't have executive powers, but can represent the nation, rather than a random run bunch of totally messy and chaotic rich people who are increasingly just you look upon with horror, and this isn't good for them, they need out. I just think it shows what Prince Harry has underlined. The lie of monarchy, and it is a lie. And the lie is poisoning... Not just the family, but that poison spreads throughout our culture. And that's why we need an elected head of state. Please like, subscribe, support us on patreon.com forward slash I'll see you next time. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.